Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Now, I'm going to give you a short little lesson out of the science of getting rich, and I want to preface it with something. This may be challenging for some of you, but this is a lesson that if you would, if you would at least allow your mind to consider the possibility of the truth of this, it'll start to change everything. Um, because it really attacks our belief system at a fundamental level around the idea of abundance and why abundance is the truth. Here's another suggestion. Part of the problem that we have is that we live in a society that is so fact-based, right? It's like, here's the science, here's the science, here's the science, here's the science, here's the propaganda, here's the, here's the agenda that we're going to push, whatever. Um, and they, you know, when, when somebody is constantly trying to back things up with facts uh, or strong opinion, we have a tendency to believe it. Because even a lie that is told loud enough and long enough uh, can get into the mind of a person and it can be considered as a truth, but it doesn't necessarily make it true. So you have to ask yourself this question. I don't know that we can prove that what Waddles is writing here is either 100% true or it's not. But you have to ask yourself a question. What is it more productive for you to believe in your lifetime? And because if we go down a chain of causation around our belief system when it comes to abundance or lack, if you think abundance and you behave abundantly, it only adds to more abundance. I've never seen it not add to anything but abundance. But if you believe in lack and you behave according to lack, it only goes down and causes problems. So that is a fact. I mean, that is absolute fact. You can, you can watch it play out in your life. It's cause and effect. Abundant thinking leads to solutions and more growth and more life. Lack thinking leads to poverty, it leads to restriction, and eventually death. So you have to ask yourself a question, what am I going to choose to believe? And he, he makes a strong point in this, uh, in this little teaching that I'm going to give here uh, towards the end. So let me, let me get into this. Uh, it's coming from the chapter on, is opportunity monopolized? Everything that you see on earth is made from one original substance out of which all things proceed. New forms are constantly being made and older ones are dissolving but all shapes assumed by one thing. There is no limit to the supply of the formless stuff or the original substance. The universe is made out of it, but it was not all used in the making of the universe. The spaces in, through, and between the forms of the visible universe were permeated and filled with the original substance. With the formless stuff, the raw material of all things, 10,000 universes can still be made, and even then, the supply of the universal raw material will not be exhausted. No person, therefore, is poor 
because nature is poor or because there is not enough to go around. Now, that's challenging for some people. Maybe, maybe there's nobody that's you know, in this with us today that that's challenging for, but I'll guarantee you that's challenging for some people, that statement right there. Um, that no person is poor because nature is poor because there's not enough to go around. When you are living in a community where there's not enough to go around, the reality that you're experiencing is exactly that. But what we have to understand is that that reality that they're experiencing is based in ignorance, not knowing, not understanding. It's not based in anything else, with the possible exception of corrupt government that's controlling people, not letting them at the resources, that type of thing. But even then, corrupt governments are usually overthrown by the will of the people who've had enough. Which has to have a, you know, it has to start with a belief that there's more somewhere. And that's what we see through, that's what we see throughout history. So you have to really think about the question because you may be, you may be saying to yourself, well, there's enough for you. So you might not be experiencing that kind of poverty, but where are you experiencing it? Where does that ignorance kind of roll out and start to play in different parts of your life. Nature is inexhaustible. It's an inexhaustible storehouse of riches. The supply will never run short. Original substance is alive with creative energy and is constantly producing more forms. When the supply of building material is exhausted, more will be produced. Now, I'll tell you a short story. The first time I read this was uh, somewhere in the mid 90s. I don't remember the exact date. That I read that I first read this book. But when I read it, I was working for a petroleum company. And I and I did, as you know, like I've said it many times, we were involved in direct delivery. Okay, that's what we did. But the fuel that we would get, we would have to go directly to the refineries to pull the product. So every so often you would hear something like there's a gas shortage, right? And what I found out by working for this company was there was never a shortage. They would be full of product. They couldn't even make any more product. There's all of the places that they would store the gas, the diesel fuel, the jet A, everything, uh, you know, everything that we use to, to run the world on would be completely full, but they would not let them release the product until the, they manipulated the price enough. So one day we were really running short in our facility and we, I was going around to different refineries calling up to find out who would let us pull some product because it was limited. They were only letting you pull a little bit. And I happened to go down to the one that was down the street from us. And I was talking to the scientists that worked there. And I, we were, I was talking about the shortage thing and they were explaining to me that there's no shortage. There's never been a shortage. All it is is manipulation. And they told me about an early oil well. I believe it was in, it was either Texas or Pennsylvania. You might have to check my fact on that one. It's called the Kettleman Dunn. And he said, you know, that, that oil well ran dry long, long ago. And it's believed that when, you know, when you tap out that resource in that area, it's gone. So it was like 20 or 30 years later after they completely ran the Kettleman Dunn dry, they found out that it was half full again. 
And he was, he was presenting an argument to me that the theory that oil is the byproduct of like rotting rainforests and such is completely bunk. Now, here's what I'll tell you. I don't know whether it is or it isn't. But I do know that being in that industry for as long as I was in it and seeing the things that people did, regardless of what they were telling the public, was the complete opposite. In 1970, they said the world had enough oil for 20 more years. Now, we know that that's not true. We absolutely know it's not true, right? So it causes you to think. I mean, at the very least, it should cause you to question what we are told is fact about the world that we live in. He says, when the soil is exhausted so that foodstuffs and materials for clothing will no longer grow upon it, it will be renewed or more soil will be made. Now think about this. I don't think that he's saying this from a place of like magical thinking. I think he's saying by awareness, right? Like it's not gonna happen by magic, but as we become more aware of the stewards that we're being, of this earth, we can do things that we previously were not aware of how to do, but it's caused by necessity. It's caused by necessity. We become very, uh, um, what is it, resourceful when we need to be. So when we run into a problem, people figure out how to solve the problem. The problem is, is that when, as we're approaching a problem or a problem is getting worse, there's a tremendous amount of naysayers that have a doom and gloom about the problem. We'll never get out. The world's going to, you know, disintegrate. Human race is going to end. There won't be enough money. On and on and on and on. And it's just not true because we always figure it out. The interesting thing about that is you have to ask yourself, where's the knowledge? Where are the answers? Where is that awareness coming from? It's already here. It's already in the universe. Because you can't have one side of something without the other. When the soil is exhausted so that the foodstuffs and materials for clothing will no longer grow upon it, it will be renewed, more soil will be made. When all the gold and the silver has been dug from the earth, if human beings are in still such a stage of social development to need gold and silver, more will be produced from the formless substance. Now that's an important little thing that he said. If we're in the stage where we need it in our own development and evolution, if you look through history, sometimes we need something and then that changes because we adapt, we evolve. We may not need the things that we need today, 100 years from now, 500 years from now, 5,000 years from now but we will become aware of different things. The formless stuff responds to the needs of humans. It will not let them be without any good thing. This is true of man collectively. The race as a whole is always abundantly rich. If individuals are poor, it's because they do not follow a certain way of doing things, which makes the individual man rich. The formless stuff is intelligent. It's a material which thinks, it's alive, and is always impelled toward more life. It is the natural and inherent impulse of life to seek to live more. It is the nature of intelligence to enlarge itself to the quality of consciousness, to seek to extend its boundaries and find fuller expression. 
The universe of forms has been made by formless living substance, throwing itself into form in order to express itself more fully. The universe is a great living presence, always moving inherently toward more life and fuller functioning. Nature is formed for the advancement of life. Now this is the part here to really remember. Nature is formed for the advancement of life. Its motive is increasing life. Its motive is increasing life. For this reason, everything which can possibly minister to life is bountifully provided. There can be no lack unless God is to contradict himself and nullify his own works. Now that's something to really, really consider. If for whatever reason, however our world, our life, our universe was set up, which nobody knows, it was definitely done to support life, for the advancement of life. So why would anything be contradicting to that idea other than our own thoughts or awareness around it? A long time ago, I chose to believe that's not true. It is for more life. And it will change your life when you take in that belief and you start to apply it in your life. And you will find that your life continues to go down the idea of more life. And life gets better. You will have challenges. Everybody has challenges. But if you continue with that idea, it gets better and better and better as time goes on. So it's really something to, to really think about. So the idea today, and I would say for, you know, a good week or so, really focus on everything's abundant. Everything's abundant. Refuse to believe anything else. And allow yourself to see what that idea will help you see. Because it'll help you find answers. It'll help you find solutions. It'll help you find resources. Everything that you want is already here. But you have to stay focused in the idea that we live in an abundant universe. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.